0: Another episode of Free Basketball. I am your host, Ryan Meadows, and I know don't be a stranger, right? It has been a couple weeks since we have recorded. A lot of stuff going on. If you can kind of hear it in my voice, I'm kind of getting over a little sinus infection too. So, um, a little bit, if I sound a little bit different, sorry, but hopefully it's it's getting back to normal. Um, but today's going to be a little bit different episode. I'm going to be solo at the beginning because I want to talk about the Grizzlies. I'm recording this Wednesday. Um, Wednesday evening, um, February 22nd. Uh, Cody is going to join me in a little bit for something a little different. There will be no Last Mascot standing this week. Had a little bit of weather issues here. And if you've listened to me at all in the past, weather issues for me is like death because nothing works where I live. Um, So recording this one solo and then Cody's going to join me in a little bit to talk about the All-Star Game. But what I want to talk about first before we get to that is the Grizzlies um, and where they stand right now and how the schedule kind of looks coming up because I think it is an interesting schedule. So they're 35 and 22 right now, 25 games left. Um, they have 13 Thirteen of those 25 games are on the road, which if you've been been paying attention to the Grizzlies at all this season, you know that they're, they have been a well below average road team they're actually 11-17 and 17 on the road. Home record is awesome, 24-5. and five. And you know, coming back to when this drops anyways, you'll know that they'll be playing the 76ers, of course, um, on Thursday. But you know they're playing at the 76ers tonight. They play the, at home in the Nuggets coming up, then at home at the Lakers, and then at the Rockets and at the Nuggets. That's their next five coming out of their All-Star break. And hopefully they all get a good break got refocused hopefully the rest relaxation i know jaw triple j had to play in the all-star game but if you watch the all-star game at all you know there wasn't much playing or at least effort um given by our guys uh from the grizzlies um but hopefully they enjoyed their experience nonetheless and got plenty of rest because the biggest thing for this final 25 game sprint is they've got to focus in right um no stephen adams still And we think that maybe another week or two. They're not really sure exactly that. But, you know, the Suns announced that Kevin Durant's maybe coming back next Wednesday is like a target day. They have teams that are right behind them in the standings. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, But we know that they need to have a decent run here. They can't just throw in the towel and really go 500 and expect to stay at the two seed. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about a record prediction for the final 25 games, kind of where they need to be, Um, but to kind of where they are right now, um, obviously the defense has been the only thing that has been holding water pretty steadily for them, and there has been some times recently where the lapses in defense are there, Uh, but on offense, the offense is what has been cratering, which the shooting has been awful, which I think led to them making that move with Duluth Kennard which I'll save, you know, kind of more deep dive Luke Cunard thoughts for maybe, you know, Grizz901 live show talking with Daniel or Nathan or maybe another episode in general. I definitely have thoughts um, is, you know, kind of um, ranging around the idea of Luke Connard. Like I was OK with the move at the time because it obviously added shooting, which they don't have. But now just kind of seeing them play, I think he's only played like, what, two games, three games, maybe there is questions that can come out of it like how is it going to look like it takes time to incorporate him in but i do just have general questions that we'll wait on the specifics of that but they obviously got luke Kennard to adjust the three-point shooting woes the problem that i have which we just said defensively has what has been holding them in this there is still issues with the defense right and i'm gonna point out these two things because i think they are very important to the remaining 25 games that the Grizzlies have left remaining in this regular season. Uh, And they really need to stay in the two seed. And they're not too far back from the one seed, but I don't think Denver is just going to fall apart here where the Grizzlies are going to actually jump up to a one. But they definitely need to stick in the two seed to have that home court advantage as long as they can in the upcoming NBA playoffs. And here's two things defensively that I think is important to mention um, because it corresponds with the remaining schedule that they have. As of right now, the Grizzlies are 28th in the NBA in opponent three-pointers made. Um, They are giving up and yielding a lot of three-pointers to teams, and teams are making the most, you know, they're the bottom three here, in teams making three-pointers against them doing great from, or doing, you know, good from two point, uh, because Jaron Jackson's just swatting everything at the rim. And with Steven Adams back, good luck trying to go through both, but the three point defense has been their issue. They're 26 in the league in opponent three point attempts. So they're yielding three pointers. Teams are taking, you know, their bottom five in teams attempts on taking three pointers, bottom five in opponents making three pointers which I think is important because let's look at this final schedule here. We've talked about some of you know the next five with the um, the 76ers, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Nuggets, but other teams they play. They play the Clippers. They play the Clippers three more times. They play the Warriors two more times. They play the Dallas Mavericks three more times. Um, and they play teams like the Miami Heat the Spurs who we know who are obviously tanking, uh, the Atlanta Hawks who just fired their coach looking for a change of direction, Orlando magic who've been frisky of late, um, the Chicago bulls. We know about the bulls, the blazers who at the time that they might play them are trying to push for maybe a play in spot, uh, the Milwaukee bucks and they play the Oklahoma city thunder, which Oklahoma city thunder has been everyone's like favorite story. Right. Um, The reason I mentioned the things about the three-point shooting, the attempts and the percentage. 13 of the 25 games that the Grizzlies have left are against teams that are in the top 10 in three-point percentage. The Nuggets, I believe, are number one in the NBA in three-point percentage. They play them twice. The Clippers, are top 10 in three-point percentage. I just said, they play them three times. The Warriors are in the top 10 three-point percentage. They play them two more times. The Mavs are in the top 10 three-point percentage. They play them three more times. Um, They play the Blazers, top 10 three-point percentage. And they play the Thunder, who are actually, I think, tied with the Mavs for top 10. So they're like 10-11, but they have the exact same percentage. So to go along with that with the attempts... The Warriors are top ten in attempts. Mavs are top ten in attempts. The Blazers and the Bucks are both top ten in attempts. Um, so a lot of these teams that they play towards the end aren't big attempt teams, but they are high three point percentage shooting teams, which I think could cause a little bit of alarm if you're expecting the Grizzlies, you know, to hold on to this two seed. Um, they need to go what? Like what's a realistic record for them to hold on to a two seed in the NBA in the Western Conference with all this parity? Um, do they need to go 15 and 10 in this final 25? I mean, that would put them at, what, 50 and 20, uh, 32? Last year they were 56 and 26, and that got them the two seed. So you're adding six more games. I mean, you're talking about 21 and four? I mean, it's just not going to happen. So obviously we're going to have a quote-unquote worse season record number wise than we did last year when we surprised the NBA. But we could still hold on to the two seed, which is interesting, right? That's just talking about the parity. Uh, because the team's right behind us in the standings. Sacramento Kings are three games back. The Clippers are four games back. They've been streaking lately. We'll see if they have kind of, you know, they've been kind of getting a form with uh, Kawhi and Paul George getting back, and they just made huge rotation changes to their team. I mean, Reggie Jackson's gone. Eric Gordon's in. They just signed Russell Westbrook in the buyout market. Like, this is a different-looking team than it was earlier this year. They gave the Grizzlies Luke Kennard, um, so who knows what's gonna happen with the Clippers? Is there gonna be a period of adjustment? Um the Suns, four and a half games back. The Mavs, five and a half games back. That's why it's important. They play the Mavs three times. The Mavs are five and a half games back, and I believe the Mavs have a pretty easy schedule towards the end. Um the Pelicans and the Wolves are six games back, the Warriors are six and a half games back. So I'm not saying that, like it's very unlikely. For the Grizzlies to give up, you know, certainly fall down the standings by three or four spots. Um, I think at minimum, they could drop to a three or a four. But I think that's going to be predicated on these two stats that we talked about. Are they going to continue to give up, you know, the top five most three-point temps in the NBA? And our teams that get those attempt high volume attempts against the grizzlies are they going to convert them we just said 13 of those 25 opponents they're top 10 and converting those three point percent uh, converting those three point attempts so obviously they won't lose every game that they play you know a top 10 team they're not going to lose every one of those 13 of 25 but what's a what's a fair percentage for that i don't know 60 70% um, so you're already talking about, you know, seven of those 13 losses right there, seven or eight of those losses right there. And we said they needed to go 15 and 10 to go 50 and 32. So it's just going to be an interesting 25 games. Like we talked about in in earlier episodes about January, they needed January. They needed to run the slate to set them up to the second half. And they went, I believe 15 and 10 and that slate, what we talked about. Are we just going to get a repeat in January for these last, this last month and a half push to the playoffs? Um, that's what I'm kind of interested by about the Grizzlies. Now, I mean, they do get a little bit of a gift. Like they play the Rockets three times and the Rockets, I mean, they chunk a bunch of threes. And if they have one hot shooting night, they could beat the Grizzlies in a game. But, like, the Lakers, not a real three-point shooting team. Now, they have changed their team. They're a team that has overhauled at the trade deadline. The Heat don't shoot threes. The Spurs are always tanking. The Hawks, like we said, new coach. They could be changing the way they play in general. Their shot diet might be completely different. Magic Bulls, like Bucks, Blazers, Thunder. I mean, there's not a cupcake game. Like, you're kind of hoping to be at an end where the Bucks are resting people, right? Like, are the Thunder going to push to make a play in spot? Or are they going to throw that final game away to get a better, better lottery position? Like, the Blazers, what are the Blazers going to do? We feel like the Bulls might throw in the towel in soon. Like, you could get a break here in the final five to six games of the season, depending on what happens to these teams in the next 10 to 15 games. Um, so depending on how it breaks, you could have an easier, like five to six games, but you just can't count on that. Right? So that's why I think it's important for the Grizzlies to start hot coming out of all-star break. Like they need to win the 76ers game. Like they need to split with the Nuggets. They need to beat the Lakers and the Rockets, the new look new look Lakers. They need to beat the bad Rockets. Like they need to come out of this five game stretch here, three and two at minimum. Like, they need to set themselves up for the... if And obviously, 4-1, 5-0 would be perfect. But I think 3-2 is probably the most realistic path here um, if they drop the 76ers one. But best-case scenario, they go 4-1. They split with the Nuggets. And so, that sets them up for 20-game run here. So... This is what I'm looking for most with like incorporating Luke Kennard. Everything stayed about, stayed exactly the same for this roster. Zaire's down in G League. I assume he'll join the team at some point. They will incorporate Kennard more. The problem is defensively, they're going to be worse. Could they yield even more three-point attempts with a smaller non-defensive lineup of, you know, some sort of combo of, you know, Bane, Tyus, Ja, Ja, Bane, Kennard you know, Tyus, Canard, Ja, like there's a weird combo. And how does Dylan Brooks figure onto this? Is Dylan Brooks just all of a sudden going to have a hot shooting streak where none of it really matters um, until we get into the playoffs? That's that's what I'm most interested by about the next 25, the final 25 games, I should say, after All-Star break for this Grizzlies team. So we need to keep the two seed. They know that. Like, no one's giving up a two-seed intentionally. Like, they know they want the home. They want home at least through two rounds. And if maybe, you know, the Nuggets get upset in one of those two rounds, then they have, you know, the home through all the way through the Western Conference playoffs. So, obviously, they need to keep the two-seed. It doesn't need to go down to the wire here. It would be not a disaster, but I think it would really dramatically change the trajectory of the grizzlies playoff chances if they drop to a three or four um so they need to stick at the two is 15 and 10 enough 17 and eight um that's what you know i i think it realistically 15 and 10 is probably good enough but we've seen weird teams make pushes before at the end so I mean, 17 and 8 is probably the mark that they have to be at if they want to realistically keep this two seed. Um, I don't think they're going to get pushed by the Kings, but I could see them being pushed by the Clippers, Suns, and the Mavericks. I could see that. And so to keep them at bay, you, you can't go 500 or below. You can't be barely 500. They can't be 13 and 12 coming out of this. Need to be at minimum 15 and 10, ideally 17 and 8 to lock up that two. So we'll see, you know, tonight if there's a refocus and an energy and a a readiness to go and finish this next 25 games and prepare for a nice, deep, hopefully deep um, playoff run for this young Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies um, team um, and coach. So that's going to wrap up the part where we're talking about just the Grizzlies here looking out for their schedule the next 25 games we're going to take a short break i'll be joined by cody to be kind of old men and complain about the all-star game that happened on sunday all right now i'm here with cody the co-host who's always usually here all the time Um, But today we had to break it up. I had a little little bad bad internet connection, had a little storm, and if you know anything about me in my past, if there's a little bit of storm, there's literally not much we can do internet-wise. So, no last mascot mascot standing this week, because we want to have a good connection, we can go back and forth, and we don't want the weird, awkward pauses that this section's probably going to have, but try to edit it the best we can, but I'm here with Cody.
1: Long and, awkward pauses are perfect for this section because of what we're going to talk about and the long awkward pauses and interesting things happening. <laughs> so the section we're going
0: to talk about is the All-Star game. It was just a couple days ago. And NBA starts, I guess, on this post. We're recording this Wednesday night, um, February 22nd. So NBA games are back tomorrow on Thursday. Um, but we wanted to talk about the All-Star game because every kind of feedback from the all-star game was that it was terrible. And the ratings showed that it was one of the worst rated all-star games of all time. And I, I know everybody tried to does their, do their own thing on how to fix the all-star game, but before we even get into that kind of discussion, if we get there, Cody, I just want to know, first off, why do you think that it's so bad in the first place?
1: I think that like, there's no competitiveness at all. Mm. It's just like a giggle fest, like up and down the court and stuff like that. And <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just feels. It doesn't even have like the same intensity as like a like a scrimmage in like a high school practice. Mm. Those guys get paid so much to just play basketball. Like I know that you're all about to go on vacation. Like Luca's most like Luca was quoted as saying his favorite part of All Star Weekend was when he gets on the plane to go to Mexico. So <laughs> that seems like a bad sign for All Star Weekend. Um, but also like is it too much to ask that like you play until you go on vacation? A, mm. kind of my thing. The whole point of the NBA is to, like, entertain, correct? Yeah. Like, right. if it weren't for, the, like, the fact that it's an entertaining product and that in, and basketball players are entertainers, then you wouldn't have the whole business of basketball that there is. So there's that aspect of it. Um, so I just, like, I don't know. Like, can we could we make it, like, a three-on-three tournament where, like, maybe it's actually kind of fun to watch? I don't know. Is there something you could do to shake it up? Could we just go back to like the East versus West? And like, maybe there's a little more pride in that versus like, I mean, I know that it's fun to like watch them pick the teams and stuff like that, but is that more is watching them pick the teams? Like, isn't that more of like the draw than the actual game?
0: Yeah. I, I was kind of wondering how you felt about the draft. Cause I thought it was kind of weird. Like, I, I wasn't super, like, the whole night, I wasn't entertained at all. Like, I the didn't draft like was, the draft so much. The game was worse.
1: The draft was weird. It was also weird that, like, Giannis didn't understand that Ja was a starter and he couldn't pick him in the, like, <laughs> bench spots. Like, that was kind of weird. Um, and, yeah, the whole draft, the, the whole draft situation is weird, like, oh, no one's going to get picked last. But guess who got picked last? It was Jared Jackson Jr. And we all know that, regardless of Mm -hmm. whether Carter's after him. (laughs) It doesn't matter.
0: Would would be like your easiest fix be just, like if the NBA really cared about fixing the All-Star game, is the easiest fix just
1: less regular season games? If they cared about, I, I mean, like, maybe. But also I think it would just be more fun if like the all-star weekend was like some, like, I don't know, like maybe it's some sort of, if it could be some sort of like cool mid-season tournament with like four games that mattered, it would be cool. And then like, maybe you have, like you know, the all-star events around it, but I don't know that we even need the game anymore. It's just, it's, it's, it's not that much. I mean, I think you have to have the game, but like, just, maybe it would be better to just go back to east versus west and then there's maybe a little bit of pride that like you know oh well you know we're in the eastern you know there's some conference like airing you can, know
0: can i um uh, i'm trying to say this to maybe it will kind of fire you up a little bit but do you think that the all-star game wasn't great this year because a lot of the players in the game are not actually all-stars um, like, cause like the last couple of years we had the Elam ending and it was really interesting. Right. But we had Kevin Durant, like Steph Curry. Um, like I know Zion wasn't in this game and he wasn't in the one last year, but like Laurie Markkinen, good season. He's not an all-star player. Like no, just I because mean, you can score 22 to 24 points per game, doesn't make you an all-star.
1: When, you know, like, and got in because he's also like a Utah player. And then also he had some representation.
0: Right. Like, like Sabonis. I like Sabonis. He's not an all-star. Now I know he's a three-time all-star technically, but like he's not an all-star player like Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday. You know, he's one of my favorite guys that you mm. need a, a stop on defense. He's my number one choice. He's not an all-star. Like, come on. Like we're here to watch Kevin Durant, like Dame Lillard, Steph, LeBron Giannis like Giannis didn't play he did that one play at the beginning of the game like Joel Embiid apparently was trying to get people to actually play and they just refused to do it the younger guys refused to do it um and it basically was like Jason Tatum actually wanted to play a little bit and he got that scoring title off of it and no one was actually trying right because like the only thing that seemed to happen during the game was him and Jalen Brown going against each other for a second but like John Morant our own John Morant could be
1: less interested by it. Exactly. That's why I think it should just be uh, like, make it go back to East versus West. What does John Morant care about Team Giannis versus Team LeBron? Mm -hmm. What interest does he have in that? It's a pickup game that doesn't actually matter, that they already don't care about. So if you at least make it go back to like East and West, then at least there's some sort of like, oh, we're going to keep the trophy in the East this year, or we're going to bring the trophy, you know, to the West. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like there could at least be some sort of like, hey, like we play on different teams and we're in the same conference or whatever, but like for this one game, we're all going to play really well together and we're going to, you know, we're going to kick Kyrie Irving's ass today because f*** him. <laughs> you know? Or like whatever it is. Players like You know, like, hey, yeah. it's not every day that I get to go play against Luca with five and, you know, with three or four other all-stars. Like, Joel Embiid is out there with James Harden, yeah. But, like... Yeah. If James Harden... If Joel Embiid gets to go out there with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and James Harden and, you know, bam out of bio, then isn't that better than what he normally gets to go out there with? You know, no offense to the 76ers, they're a great team. But, like, that's the kind of thing <laughs> that you want to see. You want to see, like, how that stacks up against, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and Dame Lillard and Steph. Like, that is – Yeah. Isn't that more interesting than just, like, oh LeBron and Giannis have competing notes? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, I just, like, all these players deserve it, right? Right? But there's also, like, a little bit of a mix of a changing of the guard, you know, because all the players that you mentioned are older or, you know, like, well, not AD, but, like, LeBron, Chris Paul, like, James Harden, Kevin Durant, all these guys are on their way out. Paul George, like, this is the next crop of guys, but for an all-star game, like, I, you know my love for De'Aaron Fox. I just don't think he's like one of the, you know, 14 best players, you know, top 10 best players in NBA, like Therese Halliburton, you know, I love him, but I don't consider him like a super, like all-star superstar, you know, I'm not tuning in to watch these guys play. Like we love Jaron Jackson Jr. He got the Rudy Rudy Gobert spot, you know, and that Rudy Gobert spot every time in all-star games is like, no one wants him. Um, And like Julius Randle, like Julius Randle having a fine season but his teammate Jalen Brunson is better than him. Like I want to see Jalen Brunson, not Julius Randall. Um, so it's just like, it seems like maybe this year was more of a casualty of the injury stuff. Right.
1: Like with no, oh, Steph, yeah, sure. no, I mean, KD, no that, like, Anthony Davis. A lot of the guys that would normally be, yeah. in that, you know, in, in that event would be, we're, we're not there, but also, yeah, I think like maybe make it, make it where it's like, I think just going back to the, what was wrong with the conferences? I, I
0: think they just thought it was more entertaining for fans and we've had funny moments, but all those funny moments were just like, you know, with the TNT crew with Chuck and Shaq. Like it wasn't like this big, huge, grand live draft show. Like there was the, I'm sorry. I, I know some people like the draft, but there was nothing entertaining to it about me. This like, is, there was nothing funny. Like you don't get the, K- the KD the high. Uh, the, you don't get the LeBron hiding behind the clipboard moment when they're trying not to, you know, when they're talking to KD right. about
1: James Harden. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get that moment. But um, so I don't I understand. I think my problem with the NBA and like kind of like how things are right now is like that stuff seems to be more important than the games and like the mm. basketball that's actually played. Like, it's more important to have yeah. something to talk about and how the picks were made and like, oh, Giannis picked uh, what's his nuts before he picked Drew Holiday. Everyone was shocked. <laughs> like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's, that's, a right. non, that's like a non story. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's like, a, it's a stupid thing that, like, I can't believe that he picked someone before his own teammate. Like, I can. Yeah. It's an All Star Game. Like he doesn't get to play with these guys all the time. He's going to see Drew next week. <laughs> like maybe Drew, like with the contest, for, or, oh, maybe Drew doesn't want to play with Giannis every day. <laughs> maybe <he doesn't laughs> play with some different guys. It like, does
0: seem like it's just it's clicks driven, right? Because with Mac McClung winning the dunk contest, like it was most views and most clicks. Or whatever that was awesome. For like It was that a was huge cool. boom for them. And but it was, it was also, an awesome moment. LeBron won the dunk contest. Mm, I was about to say. But in two weeks, we know once that 10-day contract ends, he's going back to Delaware. Like, <laughs> like what are we talking about? Like, great yeah. for him. He
1: made his salary in one night. That's great. But yeah, that's the kind of thing that like, that. I think that's the kind of thing that is... Like frustrating to me about the NBA at this point is like, I feel like there are people, I mean, I don't feel like I know there are people who follow the NBA who don't like like, are not watching games like there are plenty of people who like will watch highlights and stuff like that and just keep up with like the he said he said she said of like the NBA and like what's going on on Twitter and like in the media and stuff Mm -hmm. like that And, and that is like the, like that is like the like it's the reality TV ness of it that is like the more exciting part of it than the basketball, and like the basketball is the main product, and that's what suffers when the other becomes more important. Mm. Mm. So, so apparently, we're not west. trying
0: to find. It. <laughs> so your solution is the east first, west again, and I'm I'm not sure if I really have a solution. I guess we're just griping.
1: I just think this is a
0: predictable thing.
1: I just think like, you know, there, there is, we have talked about how there's more parity in the NBA now than there has been. The East is good. The West has some really good teams. Like it's all kind of up in the air. You don't necessarily know who the best team is in the NBA. Is it the Sixers? Is it the Bucks? Is it the Suns? Is it the, the Mavericks? Who is it? Is it the Grizzlies? Probably not, but like you know there's there's lots of things that you wonder about and you know what's fun about having like a bunch of good players in both conferences you get a good east versus west basketball game it's not a layup it doesn't necessarily have to be a layup line so let
0: i'm not sure if i should do this but i'm going to anyways with the actual parody in the nba that you just talked about Does that maybe diminish the power of a superstar? Like if everybody in the league is going to score 20 to 24 points per game, is that maybe what diminishes something like an all-star game? Because everybody's kind of about the same instead of, you know, you're coming for a feature product like prime LeBron, (laughs)
1: like prime KD. Like, going to an all-star game should be one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe all these people are, like, playing together on the same court. Like, it should be so, it should be some of the highest level bas- – like, it doesn't have to be, like, the most intense basketball that you've ever seen. But, like, some of the stuff that they're doing on the court should be some of the highest level basketball stuff that you should, like, see. And, like, I feel like it should be basketball stuff out of respect to, like, people that mm-hmm. watch basketball. Like, is it, is that fun? Is that a fun game for them to play in? I'm legitimately acting. It seems just more like a formality. Does it seem like any of them are enjoying it? Or does it seem like the last thing they have to do before they can all get on their jets and go to Tahiti? (laughs) I mean, like.
0: So you don't, you don't necessarily think it's like a star problem. You just think that everybody is just just
1: going through the motions of it because they're looking for a break. I just think that at this point, like we've gotten to a point with like players and stuff like that. Maybe I'm not like a privilege. No, it's not like it's not like something that people are like, "Oh man, I can't believe I'm an all-star." Like Mike Conley would probably like, you know, shoot John Morant for that opportunity. (laughs) Maybe we should edit that out. Stay it in. But, like, <laughs> Mike Conley would love to be an all-star, you know? It's one of those things that, like, has been talked about. But, like, you have these guys that are just, like, getting, like, alternated into it who just don't care. Like, it's almost like – like, I mean, I don't know. It just was a – it was a terrible game. It was not that much fun to – it was not that much fun to watch them pick teams. It made it a super long process. It took something that could have been like, Mm -hmm. it used to be like a fun Sunday afternoon watch, you know, come on at like noon, Sunday afternoon, you get out of church, 1230, one o'clock, the all-star game's going on. Here we go. (laughs) This is great. And then, you know, (laughs) afternoon, it's over. Now it like starts at one o'clock and it's like the Post Malone concert at one followed by like four hours of interview with coach k and lebron and then we have two hours worth of like picks of who's going to be on which team and then we have three hours worth of garbage basketball so like by the end of the day you're just exhausted you don't care about anything anymore it doesn't matter none of it is entertainment i I'm, I'm glad all the fun stuff is saturday and that stuff is, is has not been that much fun recently
0: i uh i knew i picked the right topic because i i, I knew i needed you just to like i need somebody to complain with and i knew you were the perfect guy for it so even though we weren't doing last mascot standing i knew that this would be a perfect thing for us because I just wanted to complain about it because I turned it off. Like I, I didn't even, I, I didn't even make it to halftime. Like I, I slept through the live. Watched, of, I
1: watched. Sl- I I fell asleep at the end of the picks and slept through the live broadcast. I had to go back and watch it.
0: <laughs> like I had a recorded episode, Next Level Chef, and uh, turn that on instead. Like I, I literally optioned to watch that a recorded yeah. episode over the live All Star Game.
1: I watched the inside of my eyelids. <laughs>
0: Well, that was a good gripe session. I think we needed that 15, 20 minutes, however long that was, um, because we're not getting last mascot standing. That's, a, that's all due to the weather. So this was a good gripe session. So maybe that some of that is from that. Most of it is from the All-Star game. Most of it is self-imposed by the NBA, but it's not going away. Nothing's going to change. It's not happening. They're not sacrificing regular season games and money to make your All-Star game experience better. It's just not going to happen. Um, so hopefully we get a little bit better health next year with, you know, the top five, top six, you know, top eight, top 10 type players. Um, but do you have anything, Cody, for this week? I know we haven't recorded in a while. People wondering where we've been. We've been MIA, um, but I know you've been busy. I've been busy finishing up season and stuff and you with work and training and all that. And I think you went to Colorado, right? Good so uh, that was a good trip i assume but uh do you have anything to plug do you have anything to plug before we go uh
1: you know i don't i actually probably have some things i need to unplug like space heater that kind of stuff um (laughs) i don't think i can't think of anything else that i have to plug Well, that works for me then for
0: here at Free Basketball this week. We hope everybody enjoys the NBA games coming back tonight. Hopefully, Grizzlies get a nice win coming back off the break against the 76ers. Hopefully, we're not too hungover um, for that game. But if so, we can always count on James Harden to be so. Um, So, hope we have a nice win to start the, you know, last 25 games for the regular season to get ready for the playoffs. Make sure you follow us at Free Basketball. Um, follow the Grizz at Grizz underscore lead. Grizz901, that is, at Grizz underscore lead. Make sure you're paying attention to all of our articles that we post, the podcast, No and the, the Grizz901 live show. We'll probably be hopping on there more and more frequently as we get closer towards the end of the regular season and heading into the playoffs. So I know we've been kind of hit or miss since the turn of the new year which i think was our goal was to be more consistent and we have been the opposite of that Uh, so we apologize for that but once we get things kind of settled down here in the next week or two we're hoping and planning and praying that we'll be able to put out a lot of good content to you Uh, maybe even multiple times a week who knows we'll see Uh, maybe video stuff who knows we'll see wink wink um, so be tuning into the podcast. Pay attention to Grizz901 feed. We'll probably see you guys next week. Cody, till next time, sir. Till next time, my friend.